Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. Good morning, it's Rick. Hey, Rick. Um, I'm looking for Big Rick. Well, I don't know how big I am, but this sounds like Big Dylan Carmichael. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm outstanding, man. Uh, let's see. I got to see you a couple months ago. We did a quick interview up at Hometown Rising. Yeah, how are you feeling, I'm brother? Fine, yeah, feeling great. Feeling great. Getting ready to uh, head to Michigan like, up by the Canadian border. So. Oh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie? Yes, that's right. How'd you know? Uh, well, we used to vacation up there as a kid. We'd go over to Mackinac Island and eat the fudge and see all the attractions. Wow. Yeah, that's a beautiful area up there. You're going to have a blast. I, have, I don't know if you've been there before. I have not been. I have not, and I'm very excited. So there's the world-famous Mackinac Bridge there, too. You've got to Google that real quick. I believe it is okay. the largest man-made bridge in North America. Wow. I did not know that, and we'll be there. We'll be there a couple of days, so we might get to actually go uh, see some stuff. Yeah, maybe do some hunting too. It's it's the right season for it right now. I'm sure they're up there. <laughs> well, I hey, love to live in that environment. I want to give you a quick introduction. If you don't know who this is, this is Dylan Carmichael. And Dylan is going to be our headliner for the 2019 Goober 95.1 Jingle Jam. Uh, to benefit the Family Enrichment Center's Foster Care Kids Christmas. Dylan, you're going to be raising some big money for some some really nice kids here in South Central Kentucky. So we want to thank you for donating your time and coming out for this big show on December 3rd. Of course. You know, it's uh, it's, it's about the kids and, and uh, giving the kids a chance, uh, which sometimes happens. And, uh, and it's really nice, too. I- I'm looking forward to just being around good people and doing something good and and uh, and and helping and doing my part uh changing the world a little bit yeah time, you know well we are excited to have you in town in bowling green now many of you uh may know already know dylan not only is he from kentucky he's from he's of kentucky country music pedigree uh tell tell the listeners who don't know this where you're from and a little bit about your background Sure. I'm from Bergen, Kentucky. Um, it's Mercer County. It's uh, about 45 minutes from Lexington, south of Lexington. And, um, yeah, I have a, uh, a family that all, uh, they all do music. They all sing. And uh, my mom's a singer. Uh, her dad was a singer around Kentucky, and she has two brothers that have been very, very successful in country music and that. John Michael Montgomery and Eddie Montgomery from yeah. Montgomery Gentry. You know, I was listening to your new single, Do I? We're, by the way, we're spinning that very heavily here at uh, Goober 95.1. Uh, you yeah. definitely have, you do, re- you remind me of Eddie a lot in your voice. You have your own sound, but you do have a little Eddie in you. How do you feel about that? You know, people say that a lot to me, and, and they they usually pretty much immediately say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything bad. Well, I don't take that as negative at all. You know, <laughs> um, I was I was uh, writing the other day with uh, Jeffrey Steele, um, who's a songwriter. They wrote a lot of those songs uh, that Montgomery Gentry recorded a few years ago that were big hits. He wrote a lot of those songs, and he told me, he said, 
Eddie is, and this is a music industry guru. He said, Eddie is the best singer in country music. I, and I agree. I think Eddie's awesome. So to be compared, and John Michael, oh my goodness. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so to be compared to them is definitely not a negative thing. And I'm proud to, uh, be, you know, I'm proud to have the same, you know, share the same blood and the same, you know, pedigree and all that with them. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this new single, Do I. By the way, I love the tune. It, it has the um, the country music ballad feel to it. Uh, what's the story behind this song? Tell us more about it. Well, um, I Do For You is a song that I wrote like four or five years ago. A friend of mine's name's Jimmy Melton. And, uh, and him and his wife had been married. At that point, they had been married for 30-something years. And... They were just still so in love, and uh, and I was not at that time, but they were still so in love, and I was kind of inspired by it. You know, I was kind of like, I want that, you know, and uh, and so we we ended up kind of writing it for him and his wife, which sounds funny, but but we did, and it turned into a great song that takes on a whole new meaning to me today. Uh, you know, my Shayla, you know, me and mm-hmm. me and Shayla uh, live together, and and. Uh, and and I relate to it now. It's kind of funny how a song that I wrote five years ago, I didn't relate to it at all. Five years later, it's on radio, and I relate to it more than ever. So Yeah. I uh, I remember my time out in Boise, Idaho. It was out at a station called Kissin' 92.3. You might remember that. Yeah, and I, I remember I sat in Hank Aaron's office, and he we were, we were doing the music meeting, and he said, well, I've got this new guy that I'm going to bring in for a show. And when you hear this song, it's going to knock the socks off you. And Hank doesn't normally say things like that. So when he gets behind an artist, like, he is all in. He's, he's gotten behind artists like Thomas Rhett. Uh, we had his first ever headlining show uh, with our station concert there, uh, the Jackson's Country Stomp. And then with you, he said, Dylan Carmichael is going to change country music. Just give him two or three years. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> and then he played Dancing Away With My Heart. And everybody in the room fell in love with that song, Dylan. Uh, so talk, <laughs> I know you're a couple of years removed from that tune, uh, but maybe tell us the story behind that song and, and how that's impacted your career. Sure, yeah. Dancing Away With My Heart's my first single that I, I released. And uh, and I'm so proud of that song, and I love that song dearly. Uh, it's changed my life in a lot of ways. You know, I've, that's the song um, that, that I had out when I first... Um, you know, started touring and going and and uh, and and hanging out and doing radio tour and and uh, kind of making my introduction to the music industry with that song. And uh, and so um, it's obviously I love the song and I think it's a great song. I'm a little biased. I wrote it <laughs> and recorded it, but you know, it's uh, it's made so many great memories. That song. Um, has created so many great memories for me. So that song will always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. And what's the story about, like, what's the story with the song? Did you come across it? Did you write it? What's the details on it? Yeah, I wrote that song. I wrote that with uh, uh, two two good friends of mine. And uh, it's had a couple different versions. You know, I've rewrote the song a couple different times. It started in my living room. 
and it was uh it was kind of a breakup song it was it was from the perspective um you're dancing away with my heart kind of like you're i'm watching you dance with someone else oh yeah and and then i realized later on that it just wasn't right something wasn't right about it and i couldn't put my finger on it so we worked on it worked on it worked on it worked on it and finally we landed on you know what this melody is beautiful and it's sweet it's a love song this isn't a breakup song plus we don't need another breakup song we need love <laughs> you know so yeah so uh we we went with that and uh, and I'm glad we did Dylan Carmichael's on the Goober 95.1 hotline, and we're talking about Jingle Jam 2019. It's going to be December 3rd at the A-Frame. Tickets go on sale today here at the radio station. Just $10. It benefits the Family Enrichment Center's Foster Care Christmas. Dylan, uh, you've played a lot in Kentucky this year. I, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you were at Hometown Rising. Were, were you also at 4th Street Live during the Derby this year? Yep, that's right. That's yeah. right. So I've seen you twice yeah, already. <laughs> and the State Fair, I think that might have been last year. Okay. But it was it was it wasn't, you know, it was still recent enough. Well, obviously Kentucky's yeah. your home state. I mean, you know, maybe this is a little biased to ask, but you know, how how different is it to play in Kentucky than anywhere else you go when you're out touring? Well, you know, Kentucky's my home, like we said, but uh, you know, it's I get to see all my friends and family, and they come to the show and they support and they sing along. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, you know, I also get to a lot of times when I play back home, I get to go uh, have some of my nanny's cooking or something, and uh, or my mom's cooking, you know. And so yeah. that's always good too. But it's just nice to play back home. Uh, I get to see that that those Kentucky uh, hills and and uh, and just remember what it was like to grow up there when I'm there. So it's it's always really nice to go back home. So you're from, uh, you said Mercer County, Kentucky, right? T- t- tell us where right. that's at. Well, Mercer County central Kentucky, so it's about 45 minutes southwest of Lexington. Okay. What's it's it like to... Boyle County and oh. Garrett County. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. Um, you... What's it like to start out in country music in Mercer County, Kentucky? Tell us about that. Well... The thing about that area is, is there's a lot of people that, you know, there's there's a lot of music, but there also isn't, not like Nashville. So, yeah. obviously, that's why I had to move to Nashville. But, uh, it, I mean, I, I grew up singing with my family, you know, my mom, and she, she you know, she has friends that play and sing, and, and, uh, and they, you know, I grew up singing on boat docks and stuff on Lake Harrington, which is in Mercer County. And, uh, you know, I had a, a band when I was 15, and when we were in school, we would have rehearsal at my house. And there was just music everywhere, but when I got a little older and I wanted to make a career out of it, I knew it, it wasn't going to happen there, Yeah, unfortunately. I wish, I w- I've been trying to write this song forever, but I wish Music City was, was in Kentucky, if that makes any sense. <laughs> that, that's a great title. I really like that. <laughs> Okay, so am I getting a royalty off that now? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, let me ask you this. You've mentioned your mom a couple of times. Obviously, she's probably had a pretty big influence on your music. Tell us what influence that is exactly. I think singing. Um, my mom really likes 
80s rock and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She loves country, too. She introduced me to, to Merle Haggard and and uh, stuff like that. But she uh, she really she really helped me get singing when I was about four, along with a couple other people, my, my dad's dad, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, sang in a gospel quartet. He was a great singer. Um, and we lost him a couple years ago, but he, he had a big influence on me too as a singer, but my mom kind of taught me how to sing when I was about 14. She, uh, 14 or 15, she, she really sat with me and, and, uh, you know, said, keep doing it, keep doing it. And I'm like, mom, I sound like a, a dying cat. And she's like, it don't matter. One day you're going to be a great singer. You just keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. What does a dying cat sound like? Can you imitate it for us? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> just go, just, just, just listen to me sing at any point. Just YouTube me. You'll hear, you'll, you'll see what, what a dying cat sounds <laughs> I'm going to go look for that now. Well, uh, <laughs> it sounds cool that your mom, you know, gave you that inspiration and also kept you at it too. A lot of times, you know, kids who are, who are, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old need a little push. And it sounds like she gave sure. you that push. Yeah, and another thing, too, is, uh, you know, when I was in school, I spent a lot of time in FFA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and FFA really taught me a lot about about being, you know, a leader. So I, I think some of the some of the drive and some of the, the business aspect of the music industry, um, FFA and, and, and being a part of that was a big deal, too. You know, you can't, can't leave the business part out of music. You know, it is a business where people don't realize it's a, it's a real business. A tough one, too. Very tough. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I had Mark Wills on a few months ago, and we've okay. kind of started a new tradition when I do interviews with artists. Uh, Mark told me the story about a song that he passed up, a song that he passed up he wished he would have recorded, and he's driving down the road one day, and he hears it. And that song was Tim McGraw's Where the Green Grass Grows. Uh, is there a song that you've written or maybe come across that you passed up that ended up being like a number one hit? That's a good question. Uh, I feel like there is, uh, there is a song. Well, I'll tell you this story because I don't think I'm going to have to think on that for a while. That's a good question. I'm sure there probably is, but I'll tell you something. Another one. I had a song, uh, pitched to me when I was creating my first album, that I really took interest in. And I found out that just a couple of weeks later, I was, I was ready to put it on hold. I was ready to record it. And I found out that Montgomery Gentry recorded it. Ah, <laughs> family stepping on your toes. <laughs> but you know, it, I wasn't offended by it by any means. No, no, but not I, at all. I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to remember what the song was called. Uh, it said, uh, um, I can't remember. I remember one of the lyrics is liquor, liquor's quicker or something like that. I, I could figure it out, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an Eddie lyric to me, honestly. I, it does. I, <laughs> uh, it does. Yeah, what's uh, what's new for you? I mean, you've got the song, Do I? I, I know I'm not saying the full title, um, just abbreviating, but... I'm, I'm, yeah, do I, right. Yeah. 
uh, do eyes out um, and uh, you've got uh, what a new album or any like what's what's new with you right now that the listeners need to know about yeah uh, well I mean I have I have the uh, the EP that just came out came out uh, last month it's called uh, I do for you and uh, and it has uh, five songs on it um, a couple of songs I didn't write uh, this this album um, I, I kind of decided that I wanted to experiment a little bit. I've always recorded songs that I had written. Um, and so I tried to, you know, experiment a little and go outside my comfort zone, maybe listen to some stuff other people wrote, and I fell in love with a couple songs. Uh, 99 Problems is one of them. Mm-hmm. I Want to Feel That Way Again was written by Chris Stapleton and Bryce Long. So it's it's nice to uh, to just step back and go, all right, is this song for me? Because I have songs that I've written that aren't for me. And other people have written songs that are for me. So once I got that mentality, I was like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I've heard that new that that uh, song ninety nine problems. Um, Greg and I, and if you, if listeners, Greg is the big boss here. At Goober ninety five point one, but Greg's like, man, you got to check out this new ninety nine problem song by Dylan Carmichael. And Greg's got Greg's got an ear for hits. He just does that. That's why he's the music director, and I'm not. Uh, but I really like that song. Is that going to be the next single? Well, I released that song to uh, Spotify and Apple Music, but it is, as far as I know, right now, it's not going to be the next radio single. But but we don't really know what's going to be the next radio single. We're still pushing for I Do For You so much. Yeah. And uh, so, but it, it's it's not, that doesn't mean that it couldn't be. Yeah. You know, it, it's well, if you want right a radio programmer indicator, we've got one for you right now. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you a little push, well, Dylan, a little push here, okay? All right, I got you. <laughs> uh, hey, you, you've obviously you've played a lot of dates in 2019. It's hard to believe we're already in November. Um, so, right. What are some of the incredible places you've played this year, and who did you play with? Well, I've done some stuff with Justin Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley McBride. I'm trying to think. Um Gosh, so so many great opportunities, and and I've got to do the Opry a lot too. So I've got to uh, oh. mingle and hang out with some legends, you know, Bill Anderson, and uh, and uh, the last time we played, I got to uh, meet Colt Ford, who is uh, oh, Colt's Colt great, Ford. love Colt, love Colt Ford, yeah, and uh, so good stuff. Getting to getting to do some pretty amazing things, and very very blessed and very thankful. What was the most unique or surreal venue that you played this year? Did something that just blew your mind? Shoot. Um, I would have to say there, there's been – so it wasn't this year, but the, we, we got to do five dates with Leonard Skinner. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah, we played in Baton Rouge, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple other places. But those arenas were huge. <laughs> also, uh, also uh, Dwight Yoakam, we played uh, in West Virginia, uh, Charleston, and uh, like I said, a couple other places. But those arenas 
were huge, and, it, and they were sold out, and they were full of people. So, so, so were you playing in the uh, the college football stadium or like a basketball yeah. arena? Basketball arena. Okay. Okay. Massive. Wow. With, with Skinner, with Skinner, at some nights were like twenty or thirty thousand people. Oh, holy cow! Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, the more and the more people, the less nervous I am. Did, for did, some reason, did you pick up any pointers or tips from Leonard Skinner? Uh, I I have been. They have inspired me as a songwriter and a and an artist uh, my entire life. So, but uh, I got to talk to him a little bit. But mainly, we had. Uh, we had conversations about other things besides music, like me getting robbed in their hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got robbed in their hometown while I was touring with them, and so I had to explain that to them. That was a that was an interesting situation. Interesting. Well, where are they from? Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that area. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. But it was great memories, and, and, and I'll never forget that. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're okay from the robbery. Obviously, that's not very funny, but uh, I'm sure that was an awkward conversation at first. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, you know, it was, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have been robbed before, and it's not fun at all. And, yeah. Uh, it's very serious, and... Uh, my brother also was there with me, so when your when your brother's there, it's just a not a great situation. But yeah, but we survived. Mm-hmm. We're alive, and we got our wallets back. We got our all our, all our cards and stuff back, so that's good too. <laughs> we got lucky. Yeah. Uh, one last question, because I know we're running out of time. You probably got some things to do, but uh, I wanted to ask you about hometown rising. Obviously, I saw you up there. And got to spend about ten minutes with you with a quick interview. Uh, what, what did you think of that festival? Wasn't that pretty incredible? All the people that came out for that. Yeah, yeah, hometown rising. I mean, I saw, you know, it's called hometown, but I saw all my hometown people, my family, all my friends were there cheering me on. Uh huh. Some familiar faces, and and uh, yeah, it was. I, I would love to do that again. Yeah. Next year, you know, because it. Like I say, it's, playing back home is different. Did Did you get to stay and watch any of the other acts while you were there? Uh, I got to watch a, a bit of Keith Urban. Oh, yeah, a little bit of the Luke Bryan thing, oh. and uh, and I heard uh, uh, Brett Michaels off in the distance, which was pretty neat to hear his voice. Yeah, so he's something else, he's, isn't he? He's a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I got to say hi to a couple of people. I got to do the uh, bourbon tasting thing with the uh, with Fred. It was neat. Yeah, did you have some of that Angels Envy they had there? I did. Yeah, it's I, good. Uh, <laughs> I actually got to take a bottle with me. Fred gave me a bottle of it. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool little experience they've set up there. I hope that uh, they bring it back next year. I, I think the indicators are that they will. Um, good. But, uh, I mean, for a first-year festival, they really did uh, the, the stage uh, changeover all the way down to the media center to how they were handling the fans and the food. It just seemed like it just went really well, which is hard to do. I mean, the, the music festival industry is pretty cutthroat, uh, so, yeah. so so good for them. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, they did great. Well, I, 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 I've had you for almost 25 minutes. I, I know you got some things to do, uh, but we cannot wait to have you in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, for the Jingle Jam 2019, again, December 3rd. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 8th. Dylan Carmichael is our headliner. We're going to raise lots of money for lots of great kids here in South Central Kentucky. Dude, I cannot wait to shake your hand again and see you do your thing here uh, December 3rd. Hey, the tickets are going on sale on my birthday. So What? Happy birthday, yep. man. Thank you. So, yeah. A good birthday present, folks. Go buy your tickets for the kids. And uh, you know, y'all come out. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time, and it's it's a great great cause. And I've seen a lot of these things. Uh, this is a great cause. This is for the kids, so and the family. So. Well, thank you, Dylan. We appreciate that. We'll see you here in just a little bit, just uh, under three weeks away at the A Frame, December third, Jingle Jam twenty nineteen with Goober ninety five point one. Dylan Carmichael, give him a big hand, man. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com.